Good evening and welcome to possibly the most packed and congested Horses for Courses podcast of the entire year of 2017. I'm joined by three of our best and brightest to get through what is the most packed card of the year. I'm going to be starting with Graham Woods, our specific Irish racing guru, who's going to have a whale of a time going for the current card and, of course, evaluating the Irish Raiders as they come to Britain. How are you, Graham? It's doing well, William. How about yourself? Better days, we will survive. We'll see how I'm going for this podcast. This could be this could be a right slog. So you could hear your host get very irritated. Um, but it's good to have you with us. We do need him actually quite badly. We need you quite badly. This is your day, Graham. Um, speaking of your specific day, um, Mick Doonan had a whale of a time on the Thursday of the July meeting. It turned him into profit for a whole month of July. I don't know how his um, day-to-day went, but I'm sure he can tell us. Oh, it's been terrible the month of July until yesterday in the day. Yes, the day was really good as well. So, it's kind of it kind of went through like minus thirty eight going into Thursday, and then plus sixty point turnaround. No, it's a sixty point turnaround in two days for the market. Fantastic! Again, if you if you listen to the podcast, um, you'd have gone all of the advice you needed, uh, especially today with um, Clemmy being quite popular and uh, Queen kindly being taken on, even though she just lost by a nose. That was nearly big egg on face. And, um, of course, I think we were quite sweet and roly-poly. A good few of us are quite sweet and roly-poly. Um, and last but never least, we have the editor-in-chief of Photo Finish magazine, the Bloodstock Guru, and, of course, the UAE racing man, Alex Banks. Hello. Um, you, you cut out for me, Will, but... Hi. How are you? I'll survive. Um, sorry I cut out for you. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen too. Hopefully it doesn't happen too much. Anyway, we spent two minutes and ten seconds with lovely introductions. Um, there is a lot of racing on tomorrow. A lot of it I feel unnecessary, but we can get to that at the end. Um, let's get into the really good stuff. Um, this July Cup looks an absolute cracker, and Caravaggio is the long odds on favourite. Uh, I'm not going to preface this with any questions. Um, in about a minute, each of you tell me who wins and why. I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, Caravaggio, best horse in the world, best sprinter in the world, I think, anyway. He's uh, six from six at the moment, demolished Harry Angel, and I I just can't see him being beaten. I think he gets a toe into the race from Intelligence Cross. The team man's going to have to give him weight. Tasley's going to have to give him weight, and so is Lamato. And I'm not sure you can give a, a horse as classy as Caravaggio weight. Let's be honest. Harry Angel, he, he was a good second. He'll, he'll, he'll give a good pace, but um, he won't be battling against Blue Point this time. But yeah, I like Caravaggio. Fantastic. That was really good, Alex. Um, Graham? Harry Angel, um, if, if, if Adam Kirby can just restrain him a little bit more early on in his race and, and save a bit for late on because he done too much too soon at Ascot. He only has three quarters of an to find him. I think the price discrepancy is too big. Six to one would be eleven to ten for three quarters of a length. Where I think if if Kirby had held on to him a bit more, a cover tomorrow and kind of come with a late run instead of trying to make up, I think maybe you could get a different result. And I just think the price discrepancy is too big. Um, just I quickly back, to interrupt. Uh, well, I back. Sorry. 
Just quickly to interrupt, um, do you not think Intelligence Cross could go and just spoil it again um, if, po if poor A. Beggy can get on Kirby's tail and harass him again, like he's the Ascot? Um, possibly, yeah, but I, I'd like to see Harry Angel ridden uh, with cover and come with a late, um, late acceleration, maybe track Caravaggio, I don't know, but like, I, I'd like to see him held up, you know, but he is quite a keen horse, so like, maybe that won't uh, work. Maybe they'll just have to buy it and try and make all of it. Um, I, I think Taz Lee will reverse the form with the pin man, um, but um, Haggis' comments about the track suitability for Taz Lee put me off, but he's a fast improvement sprinter. Um, I think I think uh, Harry Angel will beat Taz Lee Caravaggio on board. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. And last but not least, McDoonan. Going to keep it simple, uh, Caravaggio. He missed work going to the Commonwealth Cup. Got a clear run at him this time. Can I see Harry Angel reversing any form of him? Tarsley, can I back him because they're making excuses for him already. Lomato's not the same horse. And I don't think the Tin Man can give him weight. I think the Tin Man will finish second though. Um, but that's it really for me. Caravaggio is just much better now. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so we've got two votes for Caravaggio and one for Harry Angel. I'm going to put my hat in the Harry Angel ring um, for much of the same reasons that Graham gave, with the hope that poor Ray Beggy doesn't manage to get harassed given intelligence cross early. One horse who I will put there as being really overpriced is Brando. I don't know what happened to him at Ascot, but if he hadn't run there, he'd be about 12's best. And I think he's very big. Um... He was quite impressed. Was under there. He was. Yeah, of course. He's had equine herpes, and I don't know um, how well Brando's going to be, but mm. I'd hopefully wager he'd be better today. And after... he bust up blood vessel at York. That's why. Ah, thank you very much for that, Mick. That's some um, helpful advice. But, and I uh, did it on an Ascot, like, but I bust up blood vessel at York. All right. Cheers. Thanks for that. So, I'm going to go Harry Angel. I think it's a good each-way bet, um, if you can keep the sixes. I think um, what Graham said, basically. And that's two votes for Caravaggio. Anything else from the race particularly quickly you want to mention? Okay, I'll take it as a no. Um, Not from me, no, sorry. No worries. We're going to move on to the superlative stakes, and this has a horse of particular interest um, for two of us here. Um... Gustav Kilt was, I think, um, possibly in need of the run, clearly, and perhaps a step up to seven final from debut. He duly obliged next time out when well supported and well back to Valley Doyle. Graham, how impressed were you with his win there? And do you think he's um, the, the right price at 13 to 8? Last time I checked for the superlative stakes, which is 4 pm tomorrow. Um, I think he's the right price. Uh... I know, I know it might sound silly to people listening because he is only a maiden winner, but like, probably the most impressive maiden winner I've seen, you know, certainly in Ireland. Um, Akabat sets the form standard, ran well in the Coventry. Um, I'm not sure the step up to seven is what he wants, like, but um, he definitely sets the form standard. Um, Finnis and Fram was very good at Haydock as well. The form hasn't really been advertised. Uh, Charles Hill's. Right. It's got better a few times. 
although Haggis is Haggis is one of Doncaster Frank of their memory learn by heart. Um but I wouldn't mean, I just wouldn't imagine Tom Daskin's not notorious for winning. Um a little disappointed with Charlie Hills' horse in the Coventry, he's stepping up seven. Um I'm just looking, it's it's hard to it's hard to uh, find find something to get against Gustav Flynn. I think um I think he'll take all the beating tomorrow. But in the, like in the bigger in the bigger uh, picture, like as far as Guineas next year and that, I'm not really convinced O'Brien sends his best heroes to this meeting. Um, I'd say he has I, I'd say he has some better home, but as far as tomorrow's concerned, um, I can't see Gustav Flynn getting beaten there. Thank you very much for that uh, really comprehensive overview, uh, Graham. Mick, I know that you've tracked Gustav Kimt quite closely, perhaps even before his debut, if I'm correct. Would you agree with what Graham said? Uh, aye, up until, up until the bit where he doesn't send a good two, two-year-old here, I think um, they're basically, they need, they've been trying since Mars to get a stallion out of this mare. For this cross for the Galileo Dental Cross. And they've been trying it ever and they've thought early, they tried him hard. And Cuff was injured, wonderfully, didn't really train on. Um, Mars done everything apart from winning Group 1. Ran some really good races, never done anything. And the way that he ran his debut, he couldn't go to, he couldn't go to Royal Ascot. So he's really got to come here or go to the. Vinti- no, the, well, the vintage crop, is it? No, the vintage crop. Um, the one at Goodwood. The oh, Highland Rail one, yeah. Highland Rail one. The vin- is it the vintage stakes? I think vintage, it is. Yeah. I think it is. Um, so you had to really go here or there. Um, for me, he wins in that field tomorrow, pretty easily. I've, I'm, but I backed him for Guinea's and Derby before his debut. It's one. It's a pedigree that they really like, and they have. Andy was well hammered. He was. He opened up at thirteen eight. He's into six to five already. So they're going to. They'll probably hammer him all day tomorrow as well. I think he'll go forwards on tomorrow, and which is in a field like that, he really shouldn't. Well, maybe it's a sign of how much they back him, Alex. So, what are your thoughts on the superlative stakes? Um, I think it's a relatively good race. I am not convinced by Gustav Klimt whatsoever. He he won a nice enough maiden, um, but you look on the bare form, it's not overly strong. Um, he, he's got leading claims, but he's, if he's trained by anyone else and ridden by anyone else, he's not going to be so sure. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to look away straight away from him. The one I do like in this one is Finiston Farm. He um, <clears throat> won really nicely on debut. Um, Tom Daskin's given him a four-star rating in this uh, book I've got. He said, I think he could be one of the one of the nice ones we got. He hasn't worked yet, but he looks a lovely horse. He moves beautifully. He's aggressive. And we're probably thinking of setting him off in the second half of May. We traded his uh, half-sister, Crowley's Law, who was second for us in the grade one in America. And he just loves him. He thinks he's a cracking-looking horse. He also says um, he's an exciting horse. They won the July stakes with Classic Blade and then the Superlative with... Uh, Firth or fifth in uh, 2008, both in the same year, and he says this one's ten times better than both of those. So um, the vibes I'm getting are pretty strong. I know he's only run once, but um, six to five versus six to four, uh, six to one shot is definitely the one I'm looking at. Whilst um, 
Uh, great prospect. It was a nice winner on debut for Richard Fahey. Not entirely sure that um, he'll be up to this, but the pick for me here is going to be Finiston Farm based on Tom Daskin's talk about him. Thank you very much. Really good analysis so far, lads. Oh, sorry. He's also 66 to 1 for the Guineas. I'd, I'd have £10 each way on that if you could. Okay, we got, wow, nice. Um, we got a 66 to 1 shot for the Guineas. That's the price record, probably, in terms of anti posts. So you're leading in that category for the summer. Um, the Bunbury Cup 325, this is um, typically competitive. What do you fancy, guys? I'll give you about a minute to make your case because we, if we go for all of them, we'll be here. Um, there'll be a new election by the time we get done with this. So, make you the handicap, Don. Uh, I'll give you up to a minute to make your case for the winner if you've got one. Uh, well, no, you're pushing me, but I would go with Flaming Spear, who's looked. The way he won at Newcastle suggested he was well in it. He's well in at the weights. He's off the 101 here. He won that day off a 97, and it looked as if, to be honest, the horse got um, Robert Winston in complete trouble to win by a neck. People say Robert Winston gave it a good ride, but it was terrible. It was one of the worst rides ever for me. He won on a 97-rated horse or 98-rated horse. That was probably 106. And so he's still five pounds is well in for me. He's winning. He won that race by a neck. It went up four pounds. It was much better than what that race suggests, um, and to be a result. It's a tricky race. It wouldn't be. Uh, he would be the only one that really stands out. But there's a, there's a lot of them that's in this field that's faced against each other, and they all seem to be each other now and again. So it wouldn't be a big betting race for me. Right. Thank you very much. Graham, do you have any angles into the Bunbury Cup? Um, I'd echo everything Mick said. Flame and Spear, um, he looked like, I mean, this horse was touted. I, I think he ran the green him. He was touted as a 2000 Guineas horse once upon a time. He's obviously had a lot of problems. Um, well, Kevin Ryan's done well with him. Um, I would probably just uh, pass him on tomorrow with the, with this, the way the stable's been, you know. It's his first run since January as well. But that form's good. Like, I mean, the, the some of the horses that were in behind him that day, like, I rate 115 there. Um, I, I'd say a steady pace, you know. I, I, I fancied him in the uh, Royal Ascot back form, you know. Big field. Um, step up to seven. I think he's a lot gone from Josephine Gordon takes the ride again. You know, I think everything's in everything's set in place for another big run. Um I have a lot of respect for Hamlands too. What ran well in the Hunt Cup. Um, I wouldn't have Cash Week as favourite though. He's had a lot of problems, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sure he could put two good runs together, you know. So um, it'd be steady pace for me, Will. But you know, Flame and Spear. Um, if he's a hundred percent tomorrow, it's going to take some stopping. But with the way the stable's been, uh, I'd pass pass my steady pace for me. Right, thank you very much. And last but never least, Alex. Um, I'm not very good at handicap, so I tend to just leave them alone. But um, there are a couple I quite like in here, to be honest. Um, the first one would probably be Tabarak, who's a listed winner. He was good. He was, uh, was a nice enough fifth in the Royal Hunt Cup. He's um, probably going to be vulnerable um, off top weight, but Ryan Moore 
straight away for Richard Haddon is a eye-catching booking for me. And um, Buxday, he was um, excused pretty much, I'd say, on his um, reappearance in the Wokingham. He, last year's form would definitely give him a shout in this. He's um, not not top weight. He's only three pounds off Tabarak, so I'm going for both top weights. But realistically, they're both best horses in the race. That's how handicaps work. Um, I, I like both of those, but as I say, I'm pretty bad at um, handicaps and just trying to stick to maidens. Right, thank you very much. Um, I'm sorry to give you the bad news here, Alex, but um, we've sort of got two more handicaps uh, on the cards. No, that's not a problem. I'll, 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 I'll try and help, but I'm not the best, as I say. No, no, no worries. Um, as, long, as long as they're not 500 runners like this one, I'll be fine. Well, there's um, considerably less than 500 runners. In fact, actually, I think there's 490 less than 500 in the Bet365 mile handicap. Um, it's over a mile. It's at 250. It's for three-year-olds only. And it features a couple who ran in the Britannia. And they ran better than, than their finishing positions would suggest. I'll give it to you, actually. And we can get this out of the way, because I'm sure... Um, I'm sure you'll have other races you want to focus on more, but uh, who do you fancy the 250 at Newmarket tomorrow? Is this for me? Yeah, the 250. It um, is, yeah. It's, it's a nice enough race. I don't think there's anything outstanding in here. Um, but probably looking at it, the 250 at Newmarket, yes? Yes, indeed. What was coming up on my phone? My phone's not giving me. <laughs> no, give me the two fifty. Yeah, the two fifty with um, City of Joy and Afak, Mountain Angel. Definitely cross out Mountain of Angel there. I, um, I, I, I think he's a tight-looking horse, and I don't think he's going to pro progress much. Um, Masham Star. I, I love a, a front runner. Definitely has an each-way chance, even if he is coming off top weight. Uh, City of Joy. I wouldn't say his improvement's over with Ryan Moore in the plate, and I definitely think Ryan Moore is going to get something out of this horse, and um, I think Ryan Moore's new market is going to be a clean-up job. I think he's got a fantastic chance here. Um, the yard, 22% strike rate, are doing quite all right, and um, there isn't much here that's possibly going to stop him. Executive force has not been doing much, but William Buick, book for William Haggis, is definitely one to watch, whilst... Um, Medahim, I think I had last time, and he didn't show up whatsoever, while Matt's price is definitely probably one to watch, but not to have any sort of interest on, considering he's been down the field in uh, both starts. Um, it's, it's looking like I'm going for all favourites, but I'm trying not to. Um, City of Joy, for me, is uh, the pick in the 250. Thank you very much, Alex. That was really good, and considering handicaps aren't necessarily your notch of dare. Um, I do try for you, William. What can I say? Yes, indeed, you have. Very hard. Uh, Graham, we'll give Mick a bit of a rest and allow him to recharge his batteries. <laughs> I'm getting it all out of him tonight. Anyway, um, what do you fancy for the 250? Um, I have a between two horses. Um, Affleck comes from a fantastic Shadwell family. Um, was very progressive. Um, to Royal Ascot ran a, ran a fine race in the certain um, Royal Ascot this is this is not as deep a race um, I think going back up to a mile with Sim because he was staying on staying on in the Britannia um, and the other I have it have it 
um, is Medahim, who should have won at Goldwood, really. I think he's a winner in Wayne. Again, you know, didn't run, didn't run, went okay, went okay at Ascot. But on his run at Goodwood before, he had he had the Britannia winner behind him. I And he should have won that day. I think he's a winner waiting to happen. I think he's too big a price. But for it to put a gun to my head, I'd, I'd just favour Afak. You know, I think I think he could be a potential parent horse, as his pedigree would indicate. Um, yeah, he, he'd be the one for me tomorrow. I'd have between him and Medellin. But um, Afak, you know, exceptional pedigree, really. Thanks. And Mick? I've got a really good bet in this race, actually. Oh, goody! Um, the, the Statesman, um, Exxon O'Brien, goes for Ian Williams, off a mark 80. Uh, two runs ago at Sandown, he won. Second was Hajaj, third was Dr Julius Snow, who was second at Newmarket today. Uh, and Tepe Dilley has won at was fourth in that race and that has won at Windsor since and then I've gone to his race at York the last time that Defoe won um, he was a long worth ran well the day so um, who ran well in that big handicap the day he's got decent a mark 8 he's not too bad for him and it just seems that his form has Finishing down the field, a bit higher. Who came out and won a race as well. He's got he's got this enough form. Fourteen to one's probably too big for him. Um, as a as a a tough handicap, but fourteen to one, you've got three places. For possible four places if you shop around the ninth. He's the one to beat. Right, lovely. Thanks so much for that. Right, what have I got for you boys? Um, oh my god, you'll be so surprised. It's another handicap. This looks a good handicap yes. though. Um, it is a, it is over 7 furlongs. It's at 2.15. Racing UK subscribers only, I think. Or if you can pinch an illegal stream, then do that. Uh, gymnast was really free and disappointed. Yes, she is. Here she is. Yes, indeed. Um, now I can tell you about this handicap. I can tell you loads. Go on then, Alex. One of my horses to follow. One of the best, well, not the best pedigree, but one of the best looking animals I've seen. She cost 260,000 euros, if I'm correct, uh, by Shamadal, out of Gallipate, I think is how you say it. I can't remember. But she's one of my horses to follow. Um, she was second on debut, and then I've absolutely blitzed them she, she, she it was a bit of a test but um i i i think she's a good enough horse she finished second on a, a handicap debut at kempton and then was nowhere pretty much in the sandringham she's following in the steps of um the one that begins with a p that uh, is owned by chibley park i can't remember that's yeah. the one persuasive. Um, yes persuasive and she, if she won the Sandringham, she would have followed in her, in her, uh, in her hooves. But not to be. Um, she comes into this handicap with a fantastic chance. Back down to Semper, long Ryan Moore on board. I think she's got a cracking, a uh, cracking chance. Um, another one to note in here for me is Cheval Blanche. She made the running in the Sandringham that uh, Gymnast ran in, obviously, and 
she's just been a consistent filly. I've backed her when she's won both times and when she came second as well. So I'm not just telling you about the winners, I'm telling you about the losers as well. I think she will um, be suited to step down to seven furlongs again. She she does have a bit of a weight on her now, um, but she's an improving filly, just like Gymnast. Um, I'd say there's probably a uh, forecast in there somewhere. But for me, I'm going to go with Gymnast at 11-4, which is quite a nice price. I hope she can turn it around, but we'll, we'll see tomorrow, won't we? We will indeed. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, going to go to... We'll go to Woodsy, mix up the order a little bit. Um, Woodsy, what do you what do you think about Gymnast um, here, and uh, then your overall thoughts on the race? Well, Ryan Moore had the choice between the two cheaply pack horses. Um, I'm on for Gymnast. I, I fancy it on our toes, but like I think it's significant more as chosen Gymnast. Um, no, she was fairly disappointing in the Sandringham like, but she ran too free. Uh, is she wearing a hood tomorrow? No. I'm gonna double no, check. So. Gonna double check. I'm not. I don't believe she is. I'm gonna double check for you. Um. Yeah. I. I. I'd stick one on her toes. Um. Consistent enough, Philly. It's not. It's not a race. I have a strong view. I looked at in depth, but Haggis does well with this type of horse. You know. Um. Yeah. I. I. I go with her with him, but you have to respect Ryan Moore's decision. Indeed you do, and last but never least, the decision of somebody else that you have to respect, especially in this kind of race, is McDoonan. What do you um, think? I go for trop- Tropical Rock, Rafe Beckett. Um, step Up and Trip is what's doing it for me by Fast Eight Rock. Been running over five or six for long. Um... Decent, decent form. Ran out of class one the last time at Nottingham, and it just everything just happened too fast. But I'm so for her coming back. She's gone up to seven furlongs for the first time. I like that. The rest, she's she's very unexposed. Or the rest of them are quite exposed. But one thing I will say: see that George Peckham is a trainer. He changed for he changed number nine, and she's oh, he, he gets some amount of horses worth decent money and he's the worst trainer I've ever seen. <laughs> he's absolutely shit. Well, I can't retweet so, that now because he follows me and he gave me a tour of his yard. He's definitely not. He just needs to get the right horses in. I wouldn't say he's he, he, <laughs> he never spoken to them. He's, got mul- he's actually got horses worth, horses worth millions of pounds and... Oh, what, what they're trying to do is they're trying to uh, get these horses fit here and then take them to Bahrain. That's uh, oh, the big So is that where they're doing? It's just they're doing him all these horses and he's just getting them fit, running them, and then go to Bahrain and run them. Yeah, genuinely, I don't know. Not all the time. Not all the time. He's doing it a few times. He told me, and um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too quick to slag him off because he seems to know what he's talking about. He seems to have like a million pit, like I see a, a, a horse that went down for like one point one million, and it's just been the Galileo filly. Oh yeah, yeah the Galileo. I, 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 th- I think she's had some problems because um, she didn't run till three. Is it three? Yeah, and he told me, yeah. It's just that every time you see him, it's, it's the only trainer he seems to train for, and I just uh, the only owner. Of course, he now trains himself as well. Yeah, probably does. I don't really know him, but it's just I just can't understand. I do understand why he's getting all the horses. If he's just running them, getting them fit, and then go to Berlin, but it gets some big priced horses and it just doesn't do really much with them. 
But tropical rock for me. Uh, Dunan, how many horses have you trained? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exact numbers. About three hundred, about three hundred and fifty on starters orders. Fantastic. That comes. That comes at twenty eight minutes and six seconds. I'm gonna t- I've time stamped that. That's beautiful. That's a beauty. Um, I, I, I've probably got that many group ones. Jesus. No, Fuzzy, Fuzzy Nines don't get much group ones. Right? George Shekham, anyway. That's a fact. KJ, yes. you have to be allowed. To, you have to be allowed to have your opinions on trainers that you don't write. Like no, no, definitely, no, no. You, I, you, no, can't, you can't just outright slag them off if you've never was, even spoke was, to them or know anything about them. I was having, oh. a, I was having a good joke. Wait, didn't um? Hang on. I'm just saying what I see. I see millions of pound of buzz. I've got trainers I don't rate as well. No, I no, I agree. It's like I say, um, it'd be very boring if we all had the same opinions. But that said, I I did enjoy that. That is twenty eight minutes and six seconds. If you want, um, possibly the most racing people discussion we've ever had on this podcast. Twenty eight minutes six seconds. Um, <laughs> going back to the start of this um, card at Newmarket. Um, what I really want to ask you about. Graham, uh, Sizzling is 5-4 to four currently in the market for the Rossdale's EBF Stallions Maiden Philly Stakes. 145 kicks off the card. Um, wins? Sorry? Um, do you think Sizzling will take the beating? Or do you think she'll win? Because she'll take the beating evidently on her form at the car when she... Yeah, I think this... Yeah, I think this is the same aid uh, Bally Dolo a couple of years ago. Um, yes, yeah. it is. Um... Was that maybe? No, Bally Dial, the horse won it. Oh, lovely. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Um, no, like... Yeah, she should win. Like, make her have a better kind of, like, uh, opinion on whether, like... Is O'Brien sending these over for sighters to see what the English are like? Or is he just actually trying to win maidens with them? Like, because he could find... He could find, like, a maiden the next week to win with this horse. Like, there's a, there's a few maidens on at Killarney next week and, like... There's a Phillies maiden on at the Cora, I think on Sunday as well. Like, um, so I, I don't know where she is in the pecking order. She she, she should win tomorrow because she has the experience. Uh, Applebee's poetic charm is entered in the um, stud stakes. Nasida ran a good filly in this a couple of years ago called Namoralia behind Bally Dial, and he runs another one. I think it's in the same colours. I'm not 100 sure. Uh, called Quajon, who has been plenty of money for, but. O'Brien's should take this because um, he specialises in when maidens, you know. He just wins a lot of them, mm. so he should win. Um, just quickly to interject, um, I believe those were the colours that you were thinking of. Quarjont, who um, cost nearly $600,000 at the sales. And for the maiden that you're referencing to tomorrow, Rohadendron Sister Magical runs. So that may be possibly between the splitting. Um, for all that... Um, Aiden just has he has an absolute ton of horses and he, split, and he splits them so well. Gotta have an embarrassment of riches and fillies, three old fillies next year. Like. How does he? How does he do it every single year? Can you remember the last like um, fallow season O'Brien had um, number one in the last bad time he had with um, three-year-old fillies? I can't remember. Not off the top of my head. Like, he has a filly there, right? Um, I want to main at the core. Like, I think it's very good. Like, Carl Happily a couple of weeks ago. Like, and 
she's not she's a, she's not I doubt she's even at the top of the pecking order like she's a full sister Glen Eagles like but like you climb me September um, I like Conquest yesterday ran a nice debut you the horse that won it as well Easter Lily like <laughs> the riches I don't I don't know how he does that. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, ha- see happily. Yeah. She, she went off favourite in September. Easter Lilies and what was the other one you says? Um, oh, she, happily went off favourite in that race. She was the favourite. Sure. Uh, September won it. Oh, Easter, September. Was it like nine to two to fair or something now? She, she was happily was a favourite all day for all the money and September got the late money in 92 yeah it's not she has he's got good like really good ones but uh, you know Cedar really likes this other one I think really really likes her but which I find weird because Kilmore's Kilmore's sold her Kilmore's actually bl- bred that fully Warfront yeah. Meadows Bay and then sold her so I don't know what's going on is good or is Nozida just at it? You never, you never know with him. I can't kind of put my finger on it, but uh, oh, he gets smashed. He's Felix um, he, got a nice write up. It's a five star, isn't it? Yeah, five star. Like in that, like, see when they did the write they're done like a couple of weeks before the season starts. Like see for cool, cool what they breed that, send it to Warfront and then sell it. Oh. I just can't understand yeah, that. Did you, did you see the the um the comments? I've seen I've seen it was a five star, but a lovely filly I'm delighted with. She's got size and scope, but will be a two year old. Our viewer is a July type two year old with a speed for six furlongs, and she'll stay seven this year. She has a lot of quality, and everything about her is positive. I know she can. She costs an awful lot of money, but I couldn't believe I got a filly for that amount. I thought she is a million dollar filly. Not bad, right up really. Oh, it's a good job, oh, but. If you can see that at that stage, how wise Kilmore Sellers are you on? It's mad. That's that's one thing Graham will tell you, we've looked at hundreds, like loads of fillies that are sold free Kilmore and complete Kilmore pedigrees and why are they sold? That's what that's what gets me. You didn't see Godolphin selling any good fillies. Or Kilmore sell them but they're not really as good as what they are. But Sizzling's got the forum. But that's the one I'd be definitely wary of is quad, that quad again. Because she does get that good right up for them in the cedar. Godolphin, though, like, Godolphin specialising in one of these maidens in their market, especially Appleby, like, has a big right century. Boy, glass, you know. Appleby's been a bit of a legend this season. Yeah, I'd have to go to Boulder, though. Yeah, but I think Boulder, I think they've got to take them off the Boulder and give them John Ox. Well, are you sure they're not just splitting it up um, rather than taking them away from one or diverting them? Um, so uh, this is... If they're not intense, if they're not intense focus or vocalised, Jim's not really getting a monkey's arse about them, is it? To, to be fair, that, that could be also be true. That was very interesting. We need to have um, more episodes like that. Thank you for that uh, debate. So that ends um, our look at new markets, unless there is actually something anybody would want to say about the ending handicap at the card. It's 5.05, so John Banks, Renault Sport Trophy handicap, over 12 furlongs. Does anybody have anything to say about that? Aye. Fantastic. Um, not really anything about the rest, but Don Cantalong, 
uh, gave a great interview once that Hollywood Road run. It runs in that race, and the last time he won, Don Cantlow gave a good interview. So I hope it wins so I can see that interview again. That's all. Ideal. That's a great way to end Newmarket. Thank you very much for your thoughts there. Um, so we're going to move on, and we're going to move on to the Carra, um, because we're going to follow the Group 1s and then go via meeting. Uh, we've got the Irish Oaks. It features a long odds on favour, and deservedly so. But there is one person who I know is going to be taking on the favourite. Possibly not directly, definitely not laying, but Alex Banks, take it away because your muse returns here to the track. The apple of my eye. Um, Coronet. <laughs> I think everyone on Twitter knows how much I adore this filly. She is um, possibly the most gorgeous filly you ever see in your entire lifetime if you actually go and see her in the flesh. Um, I saw her at Newmarket when she won the Zetland listed stakes, and she beat some decent enough horses. She beat Kunko, Permian, now Group 1 winner, Wings of Eagles, now Derby winner. Um, uh, so, Eugenio, um, this filly has got the form in the book, and I am going to say Epsom did not suit her whatsoever. She hated him because she went and won the Ribblesdale uh, Ascot beating Maury, definitely the better filly in the race. Even if she was a little bit hampered throughout, she managed to come through and win nicely. For me, I think Coronet's more of a one-mile, six-furlong uh, filly. I think she'll be... For the Oaks, um, the Irish Oaks, that is, she's had by Dubai out of approach, who's a Darshan mare. Um, Subetsu's bred on the same lines, so... She was a Group 1, so therefore that should mean Coronet could be a Group 1 winner. I think Coronet has a... Um, I'll see you tomorrow. I am personally backing her because I think she'll come with a late flourish and I think she will beat Enable. Enable, to me, uh, she, she might have won the Oaks stylishly. She might have done it nicely. But in the end, it, it wasn't good ground. It was soft ground. And we know what the soft ground does. That just over-sensationalises every single piece of form there's ever been, ever. Um, 4 to 11, I don't think... If, if someone's backing that, maybe Racing Blogger, I feel sad for them. Um, Coronet, definitely 7 to 1, the value. Olivier Pellier coming over for the ride. For me, I might be being biased here, but Coronet wins the thing hands down and gets that classic win I thought she could have had. Brilliant. Um, we'll move straight on to Graham Woods. Uh, what do you make of the Irish Oaks? Um, listen, there's a lot of people after Epsom last or that like going around saying enable like to win the act. I mean, like fair enough, right? Everyone's got their opinion, but like she's second favourite at the minute to win the act. Like on the basis of beating like that Oaks was a desperate race in my opinion. Like she bet like rode a dungeon who didn't stay in my opinion really she travelled she, she travelled the winner up until the two forums out and she emptied um, I I think so, she's vulnerable tomorrow to something with a torn of foot and I think Rain Goddess the one horse in the race to me that looks that she that looks like she has a a decent torn of foot you know she's been running over um, a mile ran over a mile and a quarter last time she, she has a torn of foot and to me, a neighbour looks in an mile and a half horse. And as I said, I think she's vulnerable um, to a torn of foot. A neighbour probably want 
yeah, soft ground um, to bring our stamina into play. I'm not 100% sure what the ground is at the core at the, at the minute. Um, Coronet, I just I just question whether she's quite good enough. Uh, well beaten in the Oaks. But then again, the ground, you know. Um, Ring Goddess, panels any ground. As I said, she has a she has a turn of foot, and I do think the navel is vulnerable to a horse with a turn of foot. I wouldn't be backing over counter for for the Arthur three on for six to one. I think six or seven to one. Um, I just think that's a joke for price really. But um, no, I, I put Rain Goddess. She's improving all the time, and she looks one of these typical Brian Hawk fillies that just thrives on the racing and um, thrives on racing. She'll be the one for me tomorrow, you know, Rain Goddess. I prefer Frank Moore's riding, but, you know, Heffernan's, Heffernan's a good substitute, you know. We'll get, there's a lot to unpack, and I'll, I'll challenge you on it uh, after Mick Doonan's had his piece. Well, it's really simple for me. Coronet, um, I'm sorry to say, Alex, she bought be a lot of rats in that rubble still. Mori as a rat. I do have to say, I don't like that term whatsoever, uh, Mick. You're going to have to stop using it on Twitter. Thank you. That's so harsh, Mori. That is so harsh, Mori. I am a harsh person, but it was a terrible race. It's no great. Um, enable beat a non-stair. In my, I, I totally agree. Beat a non-stair. Um, a lonely third, which isn't a, She's not really great. Horseplay's been rattled everywhere. And then you've got the... The up and comer, Rain Goddess. She, I've been crying out for her. I was crying out for her to run in the Oaks and then they run in the Ribblesdale and this Denver. But she has got actual solid group one for them. She's the only one in the field that's got tried and tested group one for them, Menezwa. And the Pretty Polly. Turret Rocks is third, Zhukova's fourth, they're group one fillies. Smart call was done the field, didn't they get her ground journey? That's a much better group one than anything else has got in the field. That's the best bit for them. Yeah, I think so as well. They're pretty poly. I think it's much better for them, and it's against the elders. It's not just it's not just in the three year old bracket where you can say, oh, enable one by five lengths against them on stair. She's stayed the ten furlongs. And she's ran on. She's running on then. If she got a better ride and closer, she would have. Should have been closer. She wouldn't have won. But I, think, I honestly think it's seven to one. She'll not be at the first three anyway. I think she's an each way bet to nothing. And she's got most of the other ones covered all this year. And this is the trap I've been. Uh, honestly, I've been waiting on, on, on one mile four. I actually backed her on debut at 50s that she won. And then I backed her anti post for the for the Oaks. But she also didn't run there. And she has improved and she'll stay. Now, if enable, enable for me is far too short. She beat Rhododendron, who's. Rhododendron's a 10 for low course, in my opinion. Coronet. Too far back in the Oaks to even bet, and she would be an each way bet, Coronet or Rain Goddess, but Rain Goddess are one for me. Right, well, I I gotta go and um, talk about enable success in the Oaks because obviously Rhododendron plainly didn't stay, but people seem to be using it as some sort of a some sort of a stick to beat her performance with. Well, obviously, she's very short. 
but I feel we'd be let we're letting that take away from what was a very powerful showing. I'm also really not sure where her danger would have won. Um, even then, I'm not sure that was the total difference between victory and defeat. I think the best filly won on the day. Um, I, d I know the clock is um, Marmite for some people, but she ran a very good time. Quickest in the race for 10 years. Um, also quicker than Highland Wheel. I know that Mick will instantly start shouting, plane, plane, which is, you know, valid in terms of obviously he might not be at his best, but he, she still ran that quicker than the Coronation Cup. And it's not like either of those races was run in a slow gallop. So she might be short for the arc, yes. Might say more about the Colts than the Phillies. Uh, but I would have I would have still had her as a really top-class prospect who I, I'd really hope to see win tomorrow. On to better things. I like Coronet each way. I think she's a knocking each way, but I agree with Alex. As for Rain Goddess, I would have to give her definite shout if she improves again from the Pretty Polly um, second. She ran very well. But she beat beaten horses. Um, she chased shadows that day. Neswa was very impressive. And it'd be interesting to see what Neswa does next. Uh, going back uh, right down to the Sapphire States, five furlongs. Um, can we get Marsha beating this, all of us? Yeah. Hard who me, is it? Oh, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know what can beat her there. What? What makes it then, Graham? I reckon, um... No, I reckon, Matt, uh, Alphabet. Go for five. Um... I think this trip is ideal. I just think... I think she's a great each-way bet. Listen, it's going to be hard to beat Marsha, but I think she's a great each-way bet. Um... She's been running well all season, and... Not really convinced about the likes of Castle and Prince, or Head the Bid, or even Hard Hit Me. Um, I, I think I think she's a great joy about night, to be honest. But um, no, O'Brien, oh, you know, you just want to pull past, pass, pass, or win him. Um, you're counting on really more. You're counting on more positive tactics, aren't you? Given that she was dead heat yeah. third behind Hit the Bid last time at Cork. Yeah, I mean. She ran two runs back um, at the Coral where she was ridden quite aggressively in a group three and she just got nailed late on by one of Kevin Cranagas' horses, Henny Pepper, who was in foul, the Dragon Pulse. Um, no, I think I think she's up to winning one of these, you know, and 16's to me too big. Um, you know, this, no, I, I think she's great about he's 16's each way. Okay, thank I don't you. like that. I wouldn't. I don't think Marsha's a safety by any stretch, really. Okay, yeah, that's um very interesting. Uh, Mick and Alex, eight fifteen, Marsha. Um, obviously, I don't think we'll be taking it. I can't see any of us taking it. Um, would you be going to get her beat? I'll back off a bit of fishing, but hog her back, Marsha. That's the only thing I'll do. That's what we need to do. We need to get his, We need to get the account. Um, that is the only angle into the race where Marshall loses if the racing bug puts it up. Yeah, he probably will. To be fair, um, didn't he have to um, reverse forecast? Half a bit. Half a bit has nothing on her phone. Enable, enable Marshall a double for the racing bug. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, don't, don't, don't you even begin to think 
about wait, daring I like to double, do. I like double the Marsha and an evil double. Christ. Right. Um, Nothing gets close to Marsha. I'm going to say she wins by about three lamps. Oh, my God. Right. Um, <laughs> the Anglesey Stakes is an interesting little race. Um, brings together lots of the Ascot form, which you're seeing now. Some of it working out better than others. I know that um, the Coventry hasn't been in people's good books this week, um, which I think might be a bit premature, um, at least in the short term. Brother Bear is 4-5 to five here. He was fourth in the Coventry. Some would say that had he stayed straight, he might well have won it. There wasn't much in it. I'm going to throw it um, to Graham first. Is 4-5 is to five the right price, and would you take it? Um, I think uh, I think he's probably the right price, but I couldn't back him really. I, no, I couldn't. Um, I'd be back in Jim Boulder's horse here. He's, I, he's, he's, he's doing the same trick here that he did with verbal dexterity by dropping him back in trip. Um, very, very impressive at Labyrinth Sound. Um, Bet a couple of O'Briens, three of O'Briens actually. Um, no, I, I, I chance him here, Theo Ball. I, I, I was brought up there through the way you asked, really. Um, but I just, I was impressed with Boulders. Um, I, I, I want to pose a question to you. Like, um, I was in Coventry, the general opinion was that was a poor new. Um, I'm of the opinion, verbal dexterity would be the best hero cult. So far, who, who do you think? Um, I'd, have, I'd have backed him in the Coventry all day long. I would have backed him so hard if he'd gotten there, um, Verwood Dexterity. I don't know that he wasn't just beaten fair and square by Beckford um, last time. Oh, man, it was a trip. I'm telling you, it was a trip. He needs seven forums. If you're already national, he'd be, he'd be, he's a group one horse and weighing. I, I'll tell you what, um, Graham, how good do you think Bulger's juveniles are? Because they're going great guns. He's got oh, yeah. a good few. He's got yeah, he'd a good Philly Estate in Godolphin's colours, a Leopardson. Yes. Jeez, flew home. Yeah, no, What's the penny drop like? An active approach or something. Um, no, he's a good crop, I'd say. And this one tomorrow, I'd say he's near the top tier world. Ah, yes. But, um, um, the, but the trip, you'll be okay. he'll be okay with the trip. I mean, obviously, he'll presumably be ridden. Uh, no, I'm slightly concerned. Like, like fairable dexterity was in the... Um, the, the, the six falling group two, the railway stakes. He was dropping down in trip as well. Manning needs to ride ride these horses aggressively when they're stepping down in trip, and just get them out of the lead and and try and wind up. Um, he he, he was caught out fair with dexterity in the uh, railway. I I hope Manning learns his lesson tomorrow with this horse because he he won over seven. I think he probably is a seven falling horse boarder. Just needs probably seeing where he stands with. With, with these horses to run in these races, but um, I I chance to about tomorrow. Well, no, I, I think fair dexterity would be for me. I I I'd have him over Beckford, over seven anyway, and I'd probably back him to reverse if they meet in the Phoenix as well. For me, he'd be probably the best hero now, Colts. I'd have him. I'd have him at the top now. Right. Um. Thank you very much. Found that really illuminating. 
want your thoughts, Mick, on generally the angle seat and then actually, you know, let's talk about bold two-year-olds and, and where we stand because it's really interesting. And Stuff the bold your two-year-olds. Stuff on. Oh. It is, re- it is really good. Um, two runs and two wins so far, including, and they were both. Bet- Betless Square and. Yep. Tambourine. Yep. Tambourine beef one. And the, the third one to run was going to be Cody Arms and it burst through the stalls. And if this steel ball runs the water, you're not going to have a price in them again. It makes me so angry. I was, ra- I was raging. And Kevin, we've made it even worse. It burst through the stalls and I know Brian stood in the stalls and wondered what was going on. I was actually raging with it. <laughs> Prospects and then maybe perhaps um, it's a group three. Um, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the pedant, but I sort of have to be in the host chair. It's a group. Well, group three, it may as well, Yeah, it could have been. A, could have been a selling race in six. It could be a selling race in six months time. But nah, move on. Skip me. Uh, well, we can't move on without asking Alex first of all. So, Alex, what do you make of the angle scene? Yeah, come on. Um, yeah, Mick took shit. We got that out of the way. Um, yes. I like Theobald, obviously. Uh, as soon as you saw his maiden run, you saw him win. And at the races posted it. I was like, oh, shit. That's, that's a proper horse. Um, it's a worry him going down to six and a half, but six and a half furlong from a mile is not really that far, especially considering he's by Theo Philo, who thrived at these trips. And obviously, uh, Mr. Bolger knows what he's doing with Tio Philos. Um, Robert Bear, I backed him at Ascot, unfortunately, and he just drifted to the rail. Does that again, and there's no way he wins this. Actress, possibly one to watch for the future, but I'm not overly convinced on Declaration of War as a sire myself. Uh, Treasuring could definitely have a chance by Havana Gold. She had a good run at uh, Ascot. More needed here, but definitely in the shake-up, considering the yard are absolutely flying with eight wins from 36 runners. 
but I, I can't look away from Theo Ball, the, the, the demolition he done. And um, I just think he's going to be more versatile than the rest of these. And pretty much, I mean, the stable, they're not going too badly. But for me, uh, Theo Ball, the winner, 5-1 uh, uh, with Coral, 7-2 with Paddy Power. Thanks very much for that, Alex. That was um, very, very concise and uh, very good indeed. Really high standard of race analysis tonight. Um, we're covering all of the bases. It's just a shame that there's so many to cover. The tote scurry handicap is the premier handicap um, over the same trip as the Angle C. Normandy Barrier is one of many raiders from the British Isles for this, including George Bowen of Kevin Blake fame um, from the Final Furlong podcast. Big time, snapshots, all those horses as well. Um, just a quick summary, really, if anybody's got something to say on this. Um, Mick and Graham, I sort of have this race as one you two would have looked at. I backed it. I actually, I backed him the last time he won George Bowen. He was, see, if he'd lost, he'd have been on that list of mine. I'm no joking. It was close to being on that list, but... That's how close, that's the margin between um, being just a normal horse able to mind your own business and rat patrol. She's got to win. Uh, one uh, by four lengths, actually, I think. It's well gambled. Uh, I think it's at Nottingham, to be honest. I can't remember because it's taken ages to hold up here. But it won quite easily. And see, sort of like, tomorrow I've got another horse up at York Gang as Costantino, and he's the same as him. Our friend ran, was running really good races, but just wasn't running. These horses, some of these horses, kind of thing, can start to progress and string a couple of wins together. He's no, he's not a bad, he's not actually that bad a horse, and it's not a great race. Okay, uh, Graham, uh, what do you make of the scary? Um, there's two horses I like here at William. Um, First one is Tobacco Bay, Johnny Morta, uh, and the Kingston Hill Colours. Um, cost an awful lot of money as a yearling, uh, quite unexposed. One, it's made in a Tipperary over seven and a half, and it's ran two fine races. Um, second, second uh, at the curve behind Deutsches of France. Well, last time. Way better than the bare result uh, in a race won by Asking at the Derby meeting, um, where it probably should have been. I'm not saying it should have won, but if you looked at it, you'd probably think it should have won, but each to their own, you know. Um, I, this is more competitive race, but I would throw a few quid in him. Uh, and the other is Mahfi Hila, Michael Callan. Um, this, again, costs a lot of money, but has been running consistently all season. I've been keeping an eye on him. Um, he's getting Sean, Sean Davis to take £7 off him, which um, is extremely valuable anyway. He can take off in these competitive handicaps. And, uh, again, has been running well. Like Has, has experience in these big fields. Um, ran well last time. Again, as I said, the jockey's, jockey's claim, I think, is a big kind of factor in me putting up. Um, they'd be the two. I'd be Tobacco Bay would be the main selection uh, off a lightweight. Uh, I do think he's ready to win, but uh, Matthew Healer would be back up. I have a question for you, Graham. Yeah? 
Do you think seven pounds really matters to a half a ton animal? Well, in these in these big in these big handicaps, where there's barely anything between them, like half a stone for me is a lot. Uh, especially when you have a good a good jockey on. Um, no, in 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 big handicaps, yeah, but like. Not unless it's a group races. Like, I do, I do think it makes a big difference, you know. Like Barney Ryan, like just sorry, come back to the eclipse there last week. I I think I heard someone saying like, last year the three-year-olds carried like a pound less, and like this year they were carrying a pound more, and they were saying like if Barney Ryan had to carry the pound less, would he have won? You know, it's hypothetical, but people were saying he would have. I don't know, like yeah. I know, it's, it gets me wondering because it's a pound and it's half a ton of animal. So the animal's not winning. Yeah. Well, I know, I have, I have the same thinking. But would you rather like, like, walk about with a seven, a seven pound weight in your pocket or walk about with nothing in your pocket all day? I, I don't think most horses can actually feel the apprentices on their back. Well, the mere weight, weight and we slow you down. It's physics, isn't it? Yeah. Big Duna actually talking sense for once, Jesus. It's physics, isn't it? Force, well, for acceleration, you force your mass. If you lower the mass, you can't let it go. Aye. There you well, go. Big. I am intelligent. I didn't talk crap all the time. Yeah, <laughs> just the vast majority. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, moving on to the Maiden at 3.10. Unless somebody's got something to say about the K Club handicap. Nope. Fun fact straight for to, you. Straight to the maiden. Fun fact for you the K Club was where the Ryder Cup was played in 2006. Um, Bond Street ran better second time out than first time out, which is basically uh, a comment you can apply to every single Aiden O'Brien juvenile. He was behind Gustav Pilt. And the form of that race isn't working too badly, actually. So, should he beat Medal of Honor and change velocity um, at fifteen to eight? Mick, do, do you think he's fair price? He went all favourite against Red Bull Dexterity as well. A lot of money came for him that day. He went entered in all the decent races. Um, so it all depends on the two honest ones for me. Of mental shun and change of velocity, they are the two that would be taking my eye. If they two are not up to much, even though one was three million dollars, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I just. I, if they're not up to much, then one street will win. Fair enough. Uh, Woods, would you agree? Oh, Black Boulder's here. I'm telling you. How, like, Bond Street, fifth... Jeez, oh, he hasn't set the world a lie in two starts today. Like, last time, like, hey, Gustav Klimt out of the race, like, he's still well beaten, like... Um, I know, but the, the, fourth, the fourth one I made in yesterday as well, in that race. Or new boy, you know. That, that one I made in last night. I, I, I chance Boulder's here. Like, he has the national stakes, Derby and I don't have the past winners of this race. Um, but I'd say he's won it with you. I don't know, maybe New Approach might have won this back in the day. I don't know now, but um, Brian's horse is three runs a day, maybe more of a nursery type. Uh, that by um, <coughs> Rostropovich last time out. Um, no, he chance Bulger's, yeah, he's, he's the best. 
lovely pedigree as well, isn't it? Right, thank you very much for that. We're going to move on to York. Oh man, I'm being left out again. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize you had something to say. I thought you'd have just no, in, no, no, don't worry about me, Will. I mean, I, I don't ever have anything to say. Go on. You must. You got. So, you, you got to wow me now. You got to wow me. The listeners already think I'm a prick. Right, you. listeners, we ready? We ready? Let's go. Um, I like. I don't actually like any in here. Like <laughs> out, to back them, but <laughs> there's a few pedigrees in here I do like, William. So you shut. Sure. Um, three million. Three million for Mendelssohn. Scat Daddy out of Leslie's Lady. Um, the 11th foal, half-brother to five winners, obviously. And um, one of those winners happens to be Beholder. 11 grade one race wins, races, um, including over five and a half furlongs to a mile and a quarter. Um, a winner at two, so obviously one to watch. Into Mischief, obviously another half uh, sister there. Um, Two-year-old grade one winner. So... Mendelssohn is bred to be a two-year-old. Another one I like in here is um, the Moigler. I'm not even going to butcher that word. Um, Redu's Choice, out of sense of purpose. Second foal. The dam is a mile to mile six furlong winner, including at two and in a group three. So both of these are bred to be good at two. And I think both of them are possibly the one to go with. I don't rate the, the form of Gustav Klimt. Um, so Bond Street is definitely not. It might win. It might definitely win. I think um, he's probably the one with the best chance here with Jamie on board. But um, Mendelssohn and Chris really, Chris really, that's the one we're going to go with. The the Moy Glare. I like those two, William. And um, yeah, sorry, sorry, it's not up to your standards, but William's standards are too high. It's Graham, the winners of this race have all been quite decent. Pathwork, Apollo, Australia, East India, Shogun and Arcadia, so it's quite an O'Brien. Brian Dominator. Yeah. I, I, I think this Mendelessen probably needs four or like, I know his pedigree's all speed, but... Right, thank you very much for that. Um... Really good preview again of the carrot. I'm sorry, Alex, that was a bit rude of me, although I'm pretty sure that was um that was the funniest moment I've had doing this podcast in a long time. Hey, quite... It was warranted, William, I understand. Right, KJ, can you pass on with us so the listeners can read it before the racing on Saturday? Because at this rate, it'll not be finished to Sunday. Well, is that my fucking fault? Of course it fucking isn't, because they... We still got the Chelmsford Arabs to go over, Mick. What are you on about? Yeah, exactly. Oh. We got the fuck. We got the fucking Arabs. Um, <laughs> they can they can go the same place as Fred done, right? Who's next? Right, we're we're off to York next. I'm just also going to say now, actually, because uh, I'm going to take the time to say that the, the organisation is shambles. The only reason this is taking so long because you've all been brilliant is because we've literally got something like. 15 races at the very least which are worthy actually probably even more probably 20 races definitely worthy of being I'd say on TV or on terrestrial TV even ITV only got 9 or 10 it's just amazing I'm not saying for a second you should forfeit having a weekend audience but just use Sundays 
Like, you wouldn't believe the amount of British people that go out and do stuff on a Sunday. It really isn't that much worse people than Saturday. Go, no, surely people don't go out. No, no they do. I, I had it confirmed. <laughs> they don't be silly. Mummy, come on, I want to go out. I want to go out on Sunday, so come on, get your foot on the gas. All right, foot on the gas. Um, so we'll go to the John Smith City Wall Stakes. It's five furlongs over one of the flattest tracks in England. So, yeah, we're getting our foot on the gas. You go, Mick. Get your foot on the gas. My foot is pedal to the metal, just like judicial. Judicial. Oh, that was brilliant. Rock again. and win. Broke, broke the course record last time, and Gold Dream is regressive. I know you're going to put Gold Dream up, but he is regressive. <laughs> Gold he's, 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 he's won since 2015, for God's sake. He is a regressive. Regret, in fact, I, if he doesn't win the water, I'm you surprised know the term rat hasn't come out yet. Jesus Christ. Don't give him the not, idea. It's just about to. How many good ones has he won? He's, he's, he's won two. I think he's won two. He can't go in the rat last time, so he's all right. Brilliant. He's exempt, but he's close to pushing. He is close to pushing me making new parameters on that list. Oh, thank you very much. That that was absolutely <laughs> glorious, Vic. Um, I need to take cover, but um, I got to give the mic to the virtual mic actually to Alex because I disrespected him as the end of the carrot. So go, Alex, go. I will take this virtual mic and shove it somewhere, William. Uh, outdo, <laughs> ended Lee's on the Mokuman, and he done all right. He was nice. I liked him. Um, possibly the one in here, with, uh, uh, Price, is uh, Copper Knight. Um, he's doing incredibly well for his new yard, including the course and distance win. Rachel Richardson takes a ride, and I like her a lot when she goes to the front. Um, possibly the one to back, though, is Judicial. As, as Mick Dunn said, Gold Dream is regressive. Thank you. Bye. Brilliant stuff. And last but not least, Graham Woods. I chance final venture here, William. Um, I know he has a penalty, but his last run was over six. His Kingston run was very good, and he won um, a Haydar time before a listed race, beating Kilangwak, who re opposes. He's trained by a very, very good trainer, Sprinters. Uh, I chance him tomorrow. A lot of at the head of the mark of questions, really. Um, you know, I. I, I just chance him. Uh, I think he's a good price. So, some of these should be retired. I see some. Some of them it's ten and eight. I thought it was a hunter's chase I was watching. I have opinion on that. Well, if they still like racing, what's the problem? People like DJ keep betting them, and they're regressive. Uh, <laughs> he didn't answer the question. <laughs> um, so, no question whatsoever. Right. So my selection for the race uh, and my best bet of tomorrow is Gold Dream. Uh, I think oh, this is... <laughs> lost. I, Honestly, I... even I've won a even I've won a race since 2015. Uh, <laughs> race. God, even Pat must have beat this in a sprint. Hurry up! Uh, You're good to be kidding. Yeah, he's bang. He's got you banging oh, on his temple stage second. Uh, he hasn't been as good as he used to be, but he loves fast ground, and he's got five pounds on fast ground here. Um, forget what happened at Sandown. It's an, it's really, um, it's a rail strip course. It's a drag strip Sandown. I like him much better returned to somewhere like York. He's run well enough in the Nunfort before, and yeah, um, 
I know you're meant to be like financially sensible with these, but if you got an ISA or something, um, what would you? Is this why have? every student in the land is bankrupt because they've been back in gold dreams since 2015? It, we would still have the money if they hadn't jacked up the back in uh, back in gold dream and voting vote Tory. That's what happens. Listen, when when the absolute boy Jeremy Corbyn, the <laughs> Prime Minister Jeremy Corbyn, um, even Jeremy Corbyn will win a race in shorter time than Gold Dream. Right, <laughs> right lads, we all know Diane Abbott's the winner here. Let's move away from politics. Right, come on, lads. Two okay, years. Yeah, so, you just um, forget this last thirteen runs and just bet on my head. <laughs> so we're moving on to the Chelmsford Arabs, yeah. Uh, no, we're going to wait for the Arabs. Oh. The Arabs can wait. Uh, oh, God, that doesn't sound good in context, but at least there's 72, <laughs> there's 72 minutes to balance it out with. Uh, the John Smith's Cup is always really well contested. Um, always lots of better games. It's 7-1 in the field. I'll be interested to know what we've made of this. I mean, I've got a couple in it, actually, I really like. Um, Mick Doon, I call you the handicap expert, and you know I'm, I'm sure you've probably got something on this. Well, well, we, um, it's not like me to be short. And I would have liked another touch, but he seemed, he seemed to have been put up a pound for finishing 11th to 29th in the Hunt Cup. I don't know how that happens, but it has. And that's kind of put me off. That one pound's made a huge difference to me. Kevin, uh, today, just, I'll, I'll be honest here, I'd back Central Square. Just for the sake of backing him, he's actually he's actually ran twice twice this year. And the results he's got, he, he's actually better than what they're worth. Paper, he's a decent price actually. He is twenty to one. He's ran twice, finished third, and he's been unplaced. Jack Mitchell on board. Back on William, back on, and that'll be me. Thank you, you very, thank you, you very can much. Now move on. Thank you very much. Um... What would your thoughts on the race be, Alex, the John Smith's Cup? Save your bloody money. There's no point. Too many horses. Thank you very much. Graham Woods. Yeah, look, I was talking at this race. Um, I had a tree and I narrowed it down a tree, but I'm taking one out. Like, I I did like Balaconcerto's chances, but like I was going to his form. And he ran over, like, he's stepping up to him on the court from his Britannia run, like, we ran over a mile and a quarter um, in a maiden in a winter. Um, and I'm just looking at here. He, he kind of hit a brick wall. I'd be, I'd be uh, wary of the trip tomorrow and I'd pass him up. Um, I'm going to side with, I know it's Garcia here, Richard Fatty. Uh, it's his first run of the season. I know it's a big ask, but I can't. It's this, I've seen better John Smith's Cups over the years. Um I I, I chance Garcia, um, bet by Miranda last time in a good handicap at air, uh, at the end of last season. Um, he was progressive last year. This is a new trip, but I, I take a chance on him. Um, I tell you that UA Prince have had enough of that horse. Uh, he's been gelded. Listen, there's money for him again, but I couldn't. I I couldn't have more pain with that horse again. Um, so uh, Garcia Garcia would be the one for me William okay so one of my best bets of the day tomorrow is UAE Prince and the John Smith's Cup uh, 
I know he's had um, a tough time and he's um, possibly, he hasn't delivered on the reputation he gained Well, when he was working at Roger Ver and so on before his debut. But that said, um, he has shown you know enough talent, I think, to persist with him. And while he was disappointing last time out at Ascot, um, I just don't think things really went that well for him. I also think he's more of a 10 furlong horse than a 12 furlong one. I mean, Desert Encounter ran really well in the Eclipse and the rest are all established, solid um, listed horses. Starstorm was then second, oh, sorry, third in the Duke of Edinburgh Stakes afterwards and he was beaten two and a half lengths and I know that the draw of 20 is um, is an extreme but apart from that I still think he's got more to give I don't think that he's badly treated um, not off 97 I mean he's had only the five starts and he's been gelded so yeah. Yeah. Not, don't get wrong he's a ton of talent like the horse and he has been gelded but like oh Jesus this horse would be anything home like just been criminally criminally under under um achieving on the track just by what what's been said uh what's been going on at home but like yeah no he's a ton of talent I can see why you're putting him up and um, braver brand than me with him but um I uh, hope the gathering operation works with him <laughs> with that horse that was nearly. That was very nearly. I hope the gelding operation works for you, William. And I was going to ask what on earth it was I've been accused of doing. Has it had a window? I have. No, I don't know no. if he's had a window. Um, speaking of speaking. Of, for that. Um, speaking of Shaker Bait, um, his eyes will be on Barshanti before they are on UAE Prince because Barshanti is running in the two thirty um, at. York the he was second at Royal Ascot in the Hardwick to Idaho. He this is a good race by the way. This is a listed race um, over one mile six five. But in reality, um, it's Group Three at least solid Group Three verging on Group Two. You have Pochanti who was second in the Hardwick. You have Rare Rhythm who posted a career best to take the Duke of Edinburgh handicap if I remember correctly. Um, that was after a year off as well. High Jinx was. Third in the Yorkshire Cup after a long absence, and Clever Cookie won the 2016 Yorkshire Cup. Did he win? Sorry, say again. I didn't see the result. You didn't see the result. Um, Not on tonight in Scotland. Ah, yeah, he won. I think he won, yeah. Anyway, um, who do we fancy in this? Because it is a cracking little race, and there's um, something for everybody. So. Do you want want me to be brutally honest? Yeah, go on. High Jakes wins this because Ray Rhythm won a handicap for 97 back on the that Pierce King if he and won a won a handicap for 97 and raced against 116 rated animals yeah. and it's short on the price it doesn't make sense Barzanti was flattered I think uh, but Roger Varian is in good form except for I think he I think at a point he had 13, 13 winners out of the 14 runners and I backed over where it was. So Andy Humphrey deserves all the credit. He deserves all the credit for Roger Varian. Roger Varian, Hugo Palmer and somebody else he's turned the bottom. <laughs> Anki says that they were, they were all team terrible and they've all just came out and won loads of races after his case. So, uh, high jinx for me. Um, cover Cookie has gone, gone at the game. The key is too short for him. 
So I got City is just, he's just not good enough. So, we're a hijinks for me. Right, thank you very much. Would anybody else have any thoughts on what is a cracking renewal after John Smith's Silver Cup? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, you go fourth, Alex. Thanks, uh, thanks. I, I thought I'd been left out again, so I thought I might as well come in. Um, I like Bar Santi. He ran a, a cracking race in the Hardwick. Um, the yard are obviously in flying form, but at evens, I wouldn't take him at evens. I'd take Caravaggio at evens, but I wouldn't take Bar Santi at evens. I want to know more in that thought process I, I really do because Caravaggio is a monster and Barzanti isn't um, because he brings a desire <coughs> was he flagged or William was he flagged in the hard way Barzanti to get some close I just I get that I give us personally yeah because form up that wasn't much the one I like in here is uh, Platitude he won a listed mile 6 winner it, well he is a listed mile 6 winner and um, last year, a return to this trip should suit, definitely. Um, the yard are going nicely. I, I, I don't know why. I just think the run he had last time is one for him to build on. He come fifth, and he's obviously got more left in the tank. He's on the same weight as Barzanti, even though Barzanti is a year older because uh, Platitude has that little uh, weight allowance to give. But um, at 8-1, to one, I think he... He'll, he's more than likely going to play, so he's probably at each way play to nothing. Well, thank you very much. So that was um, really well delivered. Uh, Graham, I haven't had an official view from you, have I? No, like I'm, I'm amazed. No one's mentioned rare rhythm. Um, yeah, like it was very good. That was a very very good performance for Alaska. Um, very good horse, I tell you. Um, but. With him and hijinks, my my memories like the bounce factor here. They were coming back after huge absences, both running great races. Like um, as I mentioned to you, William, I know I think you fancy Barsanti, but I wonder whether whether he was flattered at Royal Ascot. Um, I don't know the time of that race, the Hardwick, but um, I can't really remember much in my head. But I don't know whether they went really fast. I think he was ridden out the back, and he came home, and he maybe just picked up the pieces. Um, but I'd agree with everything Alex said. Platt should be my fancy here uh, for all the reasons he's given. Um, Crowley didn't get stuck into him on his comeback run, and we know from last year he's a progressive animal. Um, trip's fine. He's plenty gone from 8 to 1, I think it's a very fair price. Dream by Sir Michael Stout, though. That's my only yeah. concern. That's my only concern, man. I just can't, I, I can't get him right. Back to season in the Prince of Real States. Go go to the Prince of Wales, go against them, and he hacks up. That's just my luck. I just kind of get stout, right? Yeah. I actually like this horse too, but I couldn't have put him up because he's stout. I would, I'd probably jinx him. I'd Danny Tuttle if I didn't like him, you know. <laughs> right, thank, thank you very much, John. Fascinating stuff there. So, you would normally think that would be it, but oh my God, there's another meeting. That um, is worth our time, Ascot. Um, He's on the feet. <laughs> and Gamblers Anonymous for backing gold, Jim. That's where you need to go. <laughs> oh, um, he just wins. 
Anyway, moving on, the 350 at Ascot. Now, the Fred Cowley MBE Memorial Summer Mile Stakes. It's a Group 2. Mutakayev was a clear-cut winner of the race last year, and he was second in the Group 1 Queen Anne. There is only one person who I'm ever going to go to to get the first verdict on whether Mutakayev is um, the right price at 47 or if he wins. Take it away. Alex, thanks. Wonderful, Liam. Thank you. Um, obviously, the class act in a race he won this last year and then went on to better things to run in a cracking renewal of the Judmont. Um, but I'm not overly sold on him. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Um, he was second in the Queen Anne latest on his latest stuck outcome. Um, but they're pretty much flying. Jockey, not so much. He's had three wins from his last 20. But... I don't know what it is. I just can't look at him. He's probably one of the weakest Group 2s I've seen in a very long while. I'll say that much. Um, Kaspersky's probably a big price to 20-1. to 1. Um, But for me, I like his sovereign debt. He's won his last three, including two group races, but that now gives him a £3 penalty here. He's definitely got something to aim at um, in terms of Mutikayev. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mutikayev romp home here and uh, just scorch them all. But four to seven, I'm not willing to take that. And five to one for sovereign debt seems just about right, even though it could be about seven to one. And I'd still, I'd still be saying that um, the yard aren't overly flying for sovereign debt, but he pretty much just dispatched of uh, Gabriel when he beaten by neck and oh, this is us, cool company. It's not the best of form himself, but uh, Mutikaev's obviously the class act in the race, the one to beat, and I think sovereign debt might. Be able to get the best of him on a on a Saturday again uh, is just four to seven. I'm not willing to take that on Muta KF. So sovereign debt for me, William. Thank you very much, Vic. Uh, what would you make of the summer mile? Um, Muta KF, but I got a, a tip. Well, it's not of a tip, but it's fair. Hundred to one, it's sixty sixes. French, I think Andrew Humphreys, he's been He's gonna enjoy he's gonna enjoy listening to this, um, definitely. He's gonna have a whale of a time listening to us. So Graham, um, you had an amusing time this evening, and it's good to hear you laugh. Uh, what do you think of the summer mile? Um, I don't mean to crash, should win. Um, that was a crack. Yeah, uh, this this race seems to get like really doesn't seem. It's an undervalued race, I think, every year. Um, now he's already priced four to seven. Sovereign, that's a legend. Like he's not a good one horse. <laughs> he's won like half a million pounds in, in prize money. Like 
he's so consistent. Uh, we need to stop that. I think mean, yeah, should win four to seven. Good placement by Haggis. Thank you very much, and we're going to move on to yet another handicap. Um, it's a really good one. It possibly might be the last one we cover this evening. Um, although I will give time for people to, you know, shout out horses and you know make general talking points. But at two ten, we have Tote Scoop Six Heritage Handicap. It's over five films. It's a big Ascot Sprint Handicap. Uh, Doonan, uh, take it away. Make it quick, please. Yeah, uh, I ran both as well, fancied the last time at Newcastle. They were absolutely skilled. I've been doing much good. Came what I'm going to put up, right? He's all laugh at this. But, in fact, he's Andrew Humphreys, mate, coming in here. Um, number 18, Son of Africa, for Henry Candy. He doesn't really like Henry Candy and Humphrey, but this sunny, this sunny Africa has a couple of no bad runs this year. Both in 95, he's done in 93, his last one in March, once he won at Sandown last year at 61. I backed him five times before that and he then got off the train and he went and won. He's back in 93. The one point of this thing, David Probert is good in sprint handicap races in my opinion. Thank you very much. Alex, let's hear your thoughts. Actually, do you have any thoughts on this? Sorry, I just launched into it. Do you have any thoughts on this race? Um, not particularly. Um, I'm going for it now. I like Harry Hurricane for the name. Uh, I backed Yalta on first time out, and apparently he was a monster. 16-1 could be a big price for him with Dane O'Neill on board. Don't normally see that for Mark Donston. Okay. Um, for me, the each-way play would be on... Uh, Nadir and El Astronaut. They're both not got the most appealing profiles, but they're most definitely better than this race here, and effectively for each of them, they hold a chance, I think, and uh, I'll be playing each way on them. Thank you very much, and last but never least, Graham Woods. Yeah, like, um, Alex has t- um, mentioned it there, like, is Yalton at, like, not a massive price here? Like he's been running a much, much better race than this. Uh, his first run this year behind Blue Point. Like he was like he's only about like what tr- three, four lengths, like. Uh, and that was over six. He's a five four animal. I think he broke the course record at Goodwood when he won the Malcolm last year. Yeah. Um this is first run I think in a, this is first run in the handicap. Um he's just running very good races now. I like I wouldn't have a strong opinion on this race, but you know, he's the one that kinda of jumps out, you know. Because we know he can run fast, and um, I don't think like I don't think he's too badly handicapped tomorrow either. Um, he could bounce back, you know. Might be worth a few quid. All right, thank you very much. We do have racing at the Curra on Sunday. Um, amazingly, not the Irish show. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're joking. You have you're, you're skipping the best day in the whole day. Yeah, the Chelmsford Arabs. What are you doing, Will? It's all camera. You can picture the scene, right? It's it's thirty degrees on a picturesque race course. Maison's defeats pre Eugene Martin. Get on with it. Known as Chester. 
about three p.m. on a Saturday. Good ground, a listed race. Imagine going through handicaps and there's a listed race, and it's a return of the jungle cat. The man, seven furlongs, seventy-four, all your boots, Franny Norton, <laughs> Franny Norton, the main man at Chester on Jungle Cat for Charlie Appleby in a rat race, rid the rat trap, <laughs> with blinkers, with blinkers on, for the cheap pieces. Certainty. And, and I tell you what, that's not the only thing Franny Norton will be filling his boots with, given that he's at Chester on a Saturday. Now, on Sunday, there are going to be two uh, big meetings of interest. Uh, we're not, we can't obviously go into some sort of deep dive with them, because um, they've been on for God, an hour and a half, and it's been one hell of an effort. Does anybody have anything in the pre-Eugene Adam at Maison's Lafitte, uh, 2.45? So I thought you need rat races. <laughs> Birdie Beck. So oh, yeah, right, come on. <laughs> Go on, Alex. Uh, I just love the Aga Khans, really. I had, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to boast myself too much up here, but I had a nice little 11-to-1 winner with Shaquille earlier in the Grand Prix du Paris. Christophe Simeon on the inside. His hundred so, one winner. I think he does it on Sunday. I've got. Okay. I have actually got amazing telepathy. I can guarantee that Graham Woods is going to say, "I found him." <laughs> Graham <laughs> Woods, who do you fancy for the pre Eugene Adam or the Grand Prix de Maisons Lafitte for short? Um, I fancy the fandom. <laughs> 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 I've, seen talk, I've seen him talk about it before. Him and I, I, no, I have an Andrew Humphrey. Strange, strange. No, I, I, no he's, he's, a, he's not being like... An, he's plenty of for his but he's after new... Um, bet his main rival last time, Finch. I, I, I think it was Toulouse. Or Toulouse. <laughs> um, which is the list of race. No, he's plenty of from... Um, Obviously, you have to respect Andre for episodes, but um, no, a fan then for me. He's a good turn of four and main man's riding as well. So. And also, speaking of the main man, he's got a very interesting ride. And returning ride, a big, big horse is returning um, for not only the present, but um, especially the future of the season. So talk to me, Graham, just quickly about a horse that's caught everybody's eye this season and that now returns under the radar in the pre-Messidor at 4.10. No, not the pre-Messidor. I've got the winner of that other race. Oh, you've got the winner of the other race, have you? You, know that, you know I'm up here with the French Forum, eh? <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, go on, Rich. You get your French form out for the lads. Right? Right, this is it. Uh, I've been working on this all day. I knew you were coming to race. Phelps win. wins this race. Um, called Plumatic playing for the last time by in a group three and guess who Plumatic beat on debut Shaquille who won the, the Grand Prix de Paris tonight Plumatic's Puma, uh, Grand Prix de Paris aye it beat, beat Plumatic three, three and a half left last time this thing's going to hack up the water Doonan I'm really really impressed I I just got to put it out there. I'm very impressed. I see. I'll look at good French horses, not the rats. See, that's the one. Phelps one. Pierre Charles Boudon. You look like a rat yourself, Doonan. 
again. But that's like, honestly, that's serious for them. Ken Alex, I don't think you'd have that with me backing that other Aga Khan thing, you're right. Right. Um, we're going to go from one EU country to another, and I'm going to give you a, a a sentence and a statement that you might have heard in, let's say, up to the 1960s. Um, lads, what do you fancy in the minstrel at at the Curra on Sunday at three forty-five? It's a seven furlong. I've never heard is a sweet, eh? It is also a sweet, amongst other things. Um, I haven't even looked that far ahead. Spirit of Valor. Gordon O'Barham. Yeah, Spirit of Valor. That, um, that forum's, forum's good in uh, the jersey, by the way. Beat the bikes, hacked up, parfait, won the day. Seems a decent forum. Spirit of Valor was beaten ahead by... That other French, I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, Graham? Um, <clears throat> very choppy race, William. This. Um, I wouldn't trust Spirit of Valor to back that career best performance in the jersey up. Um, never been a fan of Dutch Connection, really. Um, Peace Envoy hasn't really shown much this year. Um, don't know whether he's trained on. Um, flight risk. Sure, you wouldn't know what flyer is going to turn up, you know. Uh, he has the time to win this, but sure, you could bomb out. Um, Cougar Mountain, Jesus. Gordon Lord Byron, you know. I, I'm looking at Mub the Seam, you know. Very solid horse, consistent. Um, I trust him to, to run to form more than Spiro Valor, you know. Um, I'm not a big fan of Dutch Connection. Um, well, I, I wouldn't probably have a ban. No strong view on it. Would you agree if Cougar Mountain wins and Escher just retire? Yeah. I, I, normally don't do, I normally don't agree with that sort of nonsense, but yeah. Right, anyway, um, speaking of uh, nonsense, we have the Kilboy Estate Stakes. It's a group of two fillies and mares. Um, be very quick with, with this because I, I didn't see much when I was doing my show pre-prep to get excited about here. If anybody's got anything for it, just speak. Wilhelmina. 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 Fancy's a turret. Turret rocks. I was third in that group one, man. Third in the group one last time out. Bang. Now he's beat Shukova. Telling you that's going to be... That'll be classic when informed by the Monday afternoon, so... Turret rocks. You've looked at it like that. Pogger for the dreams is a rat. <laughs> Wilhelmina.
get her at the front. Carmel's only used a good jockey enough, and um, I think she takes a lot of pegging back, and uh, 13 to 2 is not a bad price for her. Right, thank you very much indeed. Um, they are not, Jesus, fans and foul to Warfront. Yeah, I know. I saw this halfway through the show. Go on, you boy, you group winner, three year old Warfront, or group one winner of the day. Oh. Uh, Warfront's only had the 14 group ones winners, so. Um, this is like. About. This, this, is, this is like one of those. Exactly. Um, this is like one of those post dramas when, you know, you've got a really upper class family and the dad really loves his kid or something, but the kid's all into heroin and stuff. And then, there's, and then, you know, there's the inevitable episode where they come back and they're pregnant by some Nigerian yeah, people what, smuggler or something. And it just is the best looking horse you can ever see. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Wolf and Producers Lookers. Um, and, and group one winner. Oh, <laughs> group one winner. One group one winner today. Today, son. Ken William. And cast the bomber as well. We love the bomber. We love the fucking Great bomber. In the Sussex. Each way. Right, KJ, is that what done, man? Or are we going to go and cover Shatan or something? Warfront has produced 408 starters, 291 winners, and 61 black type winners. He's a man. He's, I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a Warfront fan. Yeah. Oh. Another bit of sense from Doonan somehow. I know. Again, they, they go Franco's and they're coming. Warfront, Warfront's. I'll make group one winners a day. And Franco's under the UK and Britain. Forever. Well, Warfront's been around a bit longer than him, but. Uh, but I know. I know. I'm just waiting for people. Hey, <laughs> KJ, can I go, man? I, I'd like. No, you can't. I'd sit in a bit. You've got a microwave like, my mouth bar for me. I like having you here, Doolin. I, I like having you here. I like speaking to you. It makes me forget right. all the other things you've said about me. Ah. Like, well, you're fake news. Oh, God. Yeah, here we are. But no, if you want to go so badly, then, you, you know, what, go. What I will say is, it is an absolute disgrace. There's one, two, three... Three jumps meetings on Sunday. What's up yes. with this rat, rat racing? Right, I'm going yeah, to okay. Sharp was that. What's your idea, son? Middle of July, mere jumps racing. Right, I'm going to go. Through the jumps. Bye. Bye. Much, much love, Dylan. Thanks, man. I will do. I'll get loads of winners. Cheers, bud. Bye. Uh, you can just take over the pod account, to be fair, um, Alex, and tweet him all from there. Uh, just quickly, for like this year or even until the development is done? Uh, I don't think so. No. Is he I gone? Think, why, not, why not wait? Yeah, Doonan's gone. But why not wait till development's done? I don't understand it. Yeah, so same, same here. Not, I mean, like, um, they're not getting a profit margins out of it. What, what are they getting from it? I don't understand. Nothing. Um, like... Like nothing, I just don't understand it's not like, it. It's, just, just don't really. It's, don't it's, it's not like in the public's interest. It's it's, it's basically because of the track. Like, um, you, there's private investors for this redevelopment. Like, it's all the big owners, like John Magna, JP McManus, the Aga Khan, Moigle um, Stud, Sheikh Mohammed, um, and basically they're calling the shots. Um, and as he's here after the Irish Derby, 
like John Magnus staunch defence uh, in the car. Like what what they say goes basically they're putting the money in, um, but it's not in the public's interest because uh, you know reduced capacity for like the biggest flat day, well second biggest flat day in my opinion in Ireland the year. Uh, it's an absolute joke. Like flat racing struggles a lot over here uh, for public appeal. You know that's not going to help. Like they're, they're only doing it for themselves in my opinion. Like. And and then you think about the how the Irish Champions Day as well um, to to hold the showcase there, and that is something which has captured public appeal. I because I, I, I've been there, I've visited, I've taken it all in. That is something that has public yeah. appeal, um, and it will be a bit of a setback. I mean, but don't get me wrong, the development it's in itself is great news. Probably should have been done earlier, um, although they've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, but anyway, we'll have to wait and see. Do we have any other business? Um, or actually, the stewards' inquiry, basically. Yeah, you know, um, you can rant about anything you want. So, do <laughs> anybody have um, a stewards' inquiry they'd like to put out there? Um, uh, you've probably gone over the whip debacle. <laughs> we have, but you can still do it. Um, I think I'm more pissed off about the whole apprentice shit. Yes. Basically. <clears throat> Someone like Stan Moore takes uh, Josephine under his wing. He teaches her everything about the game, pays her full monthly wages, pay back it the lot. And yet the Racing Post have the audacity to question the man. They have the temerity to question the man on everything he's done and everything he's done for her in terms of building her up as a, a human and as a jockey in general. Um apprentices they, they get taught a lot and just look at where Josephine is now she's running group ones if it wasn't for Stan he, the man doesn't have to defend himself the racing post they just shot themselves in the foot again they, 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 as they constantly do and um, they're, they're slowly becoming a menace and they're slowly becoming a tabloid that I'm not enjoying I get uh, before I go to work every morning I get the, the racing post and I'll, I'll read it and I'll flick through it, and all, all I'm basically doing is just going to the bloodstock bit, and that's it. I look at the cards on my phone as it's easier. Um, but this whole apprentice thing has pretty much been blown out of hand. Why aren't they going after people who, day in, day out, are pretty much robbing people? They the, the are taking SP prices huge off of people. Huge conflicts of interest. I just, sorry? Conflicts of interest. It has to be. What? It conflict of interest because of um, advertising. Oh, yeah, of course it is. But at the same time, it's still conflict of interest going against apprentices. It's still conflict of interest going against the whip. The whip is essential to uh, racing, and it's never going to be taken away, I hope. Um, the, the whip's another story. We want to ban a foam whip who don't give a crap about the sport. doesn't make any sense. They're, they're the same people that want to get rid of sport. But anyhow, um, Stan Moore... Good man, didn't need to be vilified like that, and um, yeah, the, the Racing Post are doing crap once again. They're becoming a tabloid, and I know a few people who actually work for the Racing Post saying that they didn't like the front pages that they're issuing at the moment. They're too tabloidy. So, uh, take that what you will. I am a bit brassed off with them at the moment, and I'll voice my opinions on Twitter all day long. That was really good. Graham, do you have anything you want to sound off about? Um, I feel a bit like um, uncomfortable with the amount of cases coming up um, involved 
with um, drugs, uh, horses. Um, Yamort, high-profile example recently. Um, Alan King, like, uh, I know the substance was a form of enhancing, but like, this stuff shouldn't happen. Um, horsemen disqualified from the race. Um, Richard Hannon got found guilty of an illegal substance being administered to a horse called Lago Island, the one that listed race in Newbury last year. Um, <laughs> and with Nick Luck <laughs> describing as an, an eyes out of... Uh, Eyeballs out of his head performance, yeah. And, of course, he literally did win half the track, which is just great, you know, for the game, the great game. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just not, like, it's just not worrying, like, the amount of cases. Palmer, there at the end of last year, Ascot, and then he got home with the Bravos, disqualified from a race with illegal substance. Like, like these are high-profile trainers. Like, they should. Like, it's happened too much to me. Like, and 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 like the race the hosts are not even reporting either. Like, the hand story. Like, that's that's major stuff. Like, it's not as if he's winning, like class class six handicaps. You know, these are listed good animals. Like, you know, like it's it's happened too much. You know. Um, and I hear me Marathon as well like I know like he, he's pleading his innocence but should he be allowed to run horses with that charge hanging over him like you know I, I don't know like he ran two horses tonight in a group two in France like it's already him pleading his innocence about it like but that, you know should he be allowed to run horses like in races that were maybe 100,000 euro when he has that charge hanging over him like he should be allowed to race horses full stop not with a charge hanging over him. You've not been charged for that, no? Not yet, no. He's still trying to go through the courts on it, I think. The reward is also still up um, as well for the um, for the information. And and whilst um, you make a lot of very good points, the pair of you, the drugs, the drugs thing is... Um, we are lucky in racing that the outside world doesn't have a worse perception of our drug use. Because there are some sports for which you just can't get over it. Um, cycling has only just sort of come back from it. In many countries, it took it took years, for instance, to say, get cycling back up to speed in Germany, um, for instance, uh, Italy as well. Very, um, it was very, very tough for them for a long, long time. And that's something we really need to look at, it's something we really need to be harsh on. We really need to have more clearly defined rules as well. There are these grey areas um, which help nobody, especially if you're getting fined but not getting banned, um, which is very negative. And then, and then of course, there's the um, there's the lack of coverage from a lot of racing media too. Racing. Um, yeah. Like so, that Lago Island story, like that's that, that 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 to me is a big deal. Like, and it's been hasn't even mentioned much in the public. And disqualified and he's, he's absolutely bolted in and he's shown no form since that like since that win like and he's been he's been even disqualified because of like the substance like big trainer big day big race you know the race is big no it does it does raise big and uncomfortable questions um my steward's inquiry is very predictable and very boring, but when are we going to sort out our fixture list? 
just when? When is actual action going to be taken to sort out the absolute shambles that is racing's fixture list? This could apply to anything, um, but it... We, we, we can do better. We can do so much better. On so many levels as well. I'm not just talking incidences like tomorrow, um, for instance, where you've got, I would say, four headline Saturday meetings, um, two of them Group 1, um, clashing on the same day. And a Group 1 clash isn't the worst thing in the world, but it's just so poor considering that Sunday is stacked with jumps cards, which are just days out for the family. And that's great for them, great for people who go and visit... Um, but you've got you've got races, really good um, listed races, really good group races, really good competitive heritage handicaps that we just won't get the time of day. Courses will say we have to open on Saturday because the attention and everything that you get. You're losing out on the attention. Um, and people will come on a Sunday. Britain is an active Sunday nation. People go to... Like your, your, um... York, that York meeting tomorrow should be on Sunday. Like, they've I had, agree. They have plenty of Sunday meetings already, yeah. I agree. Works perfectly well. Um, the Irish Oak should be on yeah. Sunday. Anyway. Uh, that's a sham. Uh, is there... And um, you could... I mean, yeah, the Summer Miles being a traditional Saturday fixture and you can't have the July Cup on Sunday, but that at least comes at the end of a festival. It's the end yeah. of a festival. This happens with the Derby yeah. as well, 12 other meetings. There's loads of meetings on Grand National Day. Don't know why. Don't don't need it. Doesn't need to happen. We, we race too much anyway. We, we race way too much in the UK, like way too. Much. Like oh yeah, definitely. Like a huge amount. The the Irish have it pretty much spot on with the fixture lists. There's a very good yeah, spread. Well, yeah. You do have to factor in all that source population, like. Um, oh, we can just. So not a lot of track over here. I think down in Tipperary, like. Yeah, I know, and I'm not sure that way. I mean, you guys just have the bigger fields, though. Or, 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 there's just more horses that run per race, yeah. which is simple. If we cut the fixture list here, you just put more money into the races, and you have more runners going for it, which is fine. And given yeah. how selective trainers are anyway, I'm pretty sure you'd still find plenty of small field races. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't necessarily cut. You couldn't cut the fixes to what Ireland's is, and the horse population is different, but you notice how in Ireland it's rare that you'll find a race, that's say, for under four grand to the winner in Euro. Like, you, you, won't, well, you won't get to any of them. Um, every maiden, I think, is about... There's a guaranteed price in the limit, and it's nearly seven grand a maiden, and more for the good ones. I, I, I'm, like, two-year-old... Is that two-year-old maidens? Two-year-old two maidens, good guaranteed prize limit. It's the same for maiden hurdles as well. Um, handicaps is that six grand to the winner or total prize money? I think it's six grand to the winner or something like that. I'm not even I'm not joking. Sure. I, I would I'm not sure about that. I, I've seen plenty of maidens on the R weather. Um, or what, like two, two, two point three thousand, like 2,300 to the winner. Like. I might be... I might be getting my figures mixed up because of the fact of watching a lot of current Leopardstown maidens, um, possibly, where the money would be good. But um, you still run on average for a much higher purse in Ireland, no matter what your horse is oh, yeah, yeah. Um And getting to the bare bones of it, the people who need it most would be greatly benefited by having more streamlined options and choices. And they'd be able to get more out of their horses 
win their inform, more out of their horses when they're well handicapped, and we'd be able to get more in terms of quality and field output. It would, everybody would just win. Um, and that'll be the somber end to what has been a marathon podcast two hours um, because the powers that be have really decided to fuck us. Thank you very much, Graham Woods, for spending those two hours with me. Thanks, Will. It's been a pleasure. Really has been a pleasure. Um, thank you very much, Alex Banks. You're more than welcome, William. Any time for you. Indeed. Um, catch us on Sunday with a... Oh, my God, we've got to review all this. So it might be, hey. more, than, it might be more than two hours on the Sunday you're listening to me. So strap in. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Um, for the listens uh, I presume people have listened to the podcast I haven't even checked the stats for yesterday today is a much better episode and we're much happier with the quality output if you did suffer through me yesterday then thank you very much I think we'll leave you to enjoy the racing be back for the Sunday review um, it should be across a number of platforms YouTube, SoundCloud and iTunes thank you very much and have a good week